Good morning on this second Sunday after Epiphany. We continue the theme, All Will Be Revealed. Epiphany is a season of light. It's relevant especially in a dark, gloomy world, both weather-wise and now in the thick of a vicious Covid attack and its accompanying lockdown. In the next few minutes, let us reflect on the message of God's light and love. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed are you, Sovereign God, King of the nations. To you be praise and glory forever. From the rising of the sun to its setting, your name is proclaimed in all the world. As the sun of righteousness dawns in our hearts, anoint our lips with the seal of your Spirit, that we may witness to your gospel and sing your praise in all the earth. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. We sing our first hymn. It's hymn number one. Yes, the very first hymn in the book. Awake my soul. to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, 
You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Epiphany Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives make known your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. So let us confess our sins and ask God's forgiveness. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading. The reading is taken from Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We come to our second hymn, number 713, 713, Lord of all hopefulness.
Our Gospel reading. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was revealed in flesh, proclaimed among the nations, and believed throughout the world. Alleluia. Hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Uh, this is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St John tells us the story of the first disciples. Among them is a man called Nathaniel, probably surnamed Bartholomew, by which name he is known in the other Gospels. Nathaniel was from Cana in Galilee. He probably held some spiritual authority in his town. Jesus said he had seen him under a fig tree. The fig tree was one of those places where men used to sit to debate the scriptures and the ways of God. They would, like a lot of the Jews at the time, be hoping for a promised Messiah to help improve their lot. This Messiah was to come not, however, from the north, Galilee, but the south, Judea, specifically Bethlehem, the city of David. So Nathanael objects because he knows Jesus comes from the village just down the road, Nazareth. What good can come from an inconsequential local village? It would be like someone in East Harptree being told that instead of God's chosen one coming from somewhere near Windsor or Buckingham Palace, he was going to come from Bishop Sutton. But Philip manages to get him to meet Jesus, and Jesus already knows not only who he is, but what kind of person he is. Here is an Israelite in whom there is no guile, no deceit, a man with integrity. Nathanael becomes a disciple. John's Gospel is shot through with the theme of light in the darkness. Things hidden coming to be exposed to full view. In the presence of Christ there cannot be any deceit. God knows it all. All is revealed. No matter how hard the darkness tries, it cannot put out the light that God causes to shine in the world. Jesus saw Nathanael under a fig tree and knew him to be an honest man. The fig tree is often mentioned in the Old Testament. 
Figs are an important food for the people living in the Holy Land. It is first mentioned in the story of the Garden of Eden. Only there it is not its fruit that is important, but its rather large leaves. Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together to cover their nakedness. In Eden there was no one else around. There was only one person they were trying to cover themselves up from, God. They knew they had sinned and so they wanted to shrink into the background and camouflage themselves so God wouldn't see them. They were ashamed and they hid. But fig leaves are no barrier to the light of God who sees what is in our hearts before we realise even what is there ourselves. God knows what we are trying to hide under metaphorical fig trees in this world. All is revealed to him. Christ knew all about Nathaniel, and Nathaniel wants to know, how can these things be? How can these things be? How can this man from little Nazareth in Galilee do all these things? The answer is that Jesus and the Father are one. The Word was God, says St John, and that Word was the light that was to come into the world. Today we live in a world of light in which nothing is hidden from its creator. Scary, perhaps, but modern day technology does the same. Just as I am thinking about my next sentence, a thing has come up in the corner of my screen to say that I am being tracked. The purpose of it is to get me to buy an expensive package from the antivirus people to resolve it. But the truth is that there is no way I can avoid being tracked entirely, no matter how much money I spend. As I walk about the streets of any town, enter shops or travel on buses or trains, I am being watched by cameras. Every time I use a payment card, the police can trace it. The fuss about the COVID-19 app is nothing compared to what is already happening. In China, for example, the fears of Orwell's 1984 are played out in uncanny detail. Every single person has each moment of their day recorded. There are no secrets anymore. It's probable that a computer in Beijing knows more about me in Britain than my nearest and dearest. I wouldn't care if they used the information to buy copies of my books, but so far that hasn't happened. Well... At least they haven't paid for any. And come to think of it, they probably don't need to. So, if we cannot hide from human beings, we cannot expect to hide from God. But the great thing about God is that not only does he know all about me, he loves me. Big Brother might be watching us, but God is watching Big Brother and will not let us come to harm. In return for knowing my every secret, he tells me as much about himself as I can possibly understand. I am bathed in light. He might know my secret thoughts, but he doesn't hold them against me. He acts like a wonderful father, the best of father, and floods me with love. A father who is prepared to lay down his life for his children because they are his and he loves them. Psalm 139 says, You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. 
You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. God surrounds me, surrounds us, in front and behind, the future and the past, and lays his loving and protecting hand on me. The algorithms employed by the Chinese don't bother about most of us. They only get excited when they think we aren't behaving as their state would like. God, however, bothers with every detail because he wants us to prosper, overcome darkness and be set alight with the fire of the Spirit to fulfil our calling. Be all that we are and can become. In Christ we can rejoice in being known and loved because God loves us as we are. We are his and he knows each one of us by name and nothing in the whole universe, let alone this world, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace. God has made us one in Christ. He has set his seal upon us, and as a pledge of what is to come, has given the Spirit to dwell in our hearts. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Our third hymn is number 510, Will You Come and Follow Me?
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, your amazing creative power is revealed throughout the universe and in the beauty and the brokenness of this world and its people. Your spirit imbues all life. Nothing can ever separate us from your love. Lord, you know our innermost thoughts. You are with us in every experience of life, and you call us each by name. So we give you our thanks and praise this morning as we offer you our prayers. Loving, creative God, may your light shine in us so that we truly live as your people, readily sharing the wonderful message of your love manifested to us in so many ways. Help us to respond to your call, living by your values and willingly sharing our faith with others in our homes, our services and our daily lives as we are called to be one body in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Past, present and future are all held in your hands, Lord. Redeem the wrongs that have caused so much pain and suffering in times past through our greed, hatred and selfish lack of concern. Open our eyes to all that distorts our treatment of this fragile planet and its people. Help us to look beyond statistics and stereotypes and easy assumptions so that every person is valued for who they really are. Grant that people in authority everywhere seek the common good and use their power with wisdom and compassion. And we pray especially for a peaceful transition of power in the United States this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you know and love each one of us unreservedly and every one of those that you have given us to love. May we really notice their needs, value them just as they are and never take them or their love for granted. May those who feel excluded, falsely labelled or lonely find that they too have a particular place and are also loved and called by name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Healing Lord, we hold to you 
those who are hurt or sad or struggling with chronic problems or unresolved issues this morning. May your love flow into each of their situations, bringing them help and comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us to value every doctor, nurse, frontline worker and scientist, not thinking of them as a group, but as individuals, each deserving recognition and gratitude. As more people are vaccinated, may we look hopefully to a new kind of future, heeding the issues that will need to be addressed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of every beginning and ending, may those who are nearing death feel no fear. We pray that they and all those who have moved beyond our horizon may rest eternally in your transforming love. Comfort all those who mourn and feel adrift. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, whose creative powers can never be quenched, call us anew. May we respond, wondering at your glory, thankful for your inexhaustible love, serving you gladly, and joining our thoughts and voices in one great song of worship. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, use us, unworthy as we are, to bring in your kingdom of mercy, justice, love and peace. Empower us by your Spirit and unite us in your Son, that all our joy and delight may be to serve you, now and forever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Our last hymn is 41, Lo, He Comes with Clouds Descending.
may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We say together, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. May God bless you all this week. The week of prayer for Christian unity begins tomorrow. There are online resources if you want to join in. Next Sunday, I'll make Christian unity my theme. Until then, God go with you. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. <laughs>